Coming up on today's episode, we are talking MLB playoffs. It's been an interesting MLB playoffs so far. So we get into some of the divisional round series and then talk about if the MLB needs to change its format, whether that's in the postseason, in the regular season, and all the unintended consequences there. And then my girlfriend Marlisha came on and we recapped game three of the WNBA finals that happened today. There's going to be a game four. It wasn't a sweep. A big injury happened as well. So lots to cover there. But first, some MLB playoffs coming up next. We now have the championship series set in the MLB. Not what most people would have predicted maybe a couple weeks ago, but it is the Philadelphia Phillies and Arizona Diamondbacks in the National League. And then a AL West showdown between the Texas Rangers and Houston Astros on the AL side. Again, not probably what a lot of people were thinking. I know a lot of people had the Atlanta Braves home of the best offense this year, potentially best offense of the last decade or two. I know a lot of people had them at least making the World Series, uh, including myself. I had them winning it all. The Dodgers, you know, they might have been the popular pick to uh, choke yet again in the playoffs, and they did. I'm just not sure a lot of people had the Diamondbacks knocking them out and sweeping them. A pretty easy three-game sweep for Arizona. And then on the American League side, I've talked about it multiple times, but the Rangers seemed like they were a potential wildcard team that could make a run, but still a wildcard team making it and beating the number one seed. Orioles, that was also a sweep. And then the Astros is probably the most logical one because it's the Astros. They've made now seven straight ALCSs. They seem inevitable, no matter how they're playing in the regular season. Looks like they're almost destined to make the championship series, if not more, and we'll see what happens this year. A lot has been made on the, the randomness of this playoff so far. And I do want to talk about that, but I do want to give credit to the teams that have made it, because I don't want this to seem like, oh, just because the, the one seeds in both leagues lost, then we should completely change up the format and all of that. No, I think the the Rangers who upset the Orioles on the AL side, Rangers are a really good team. And I don't think the difference between the Rangers and Orioles is that much. And the Rangers if their offense gets hot, they get some good starting pitching, they're pretty good. Now that doesn't take away what a great season Baltimore had, how good their future looks. But we shouldn't treat this like it's one of the biggest upsets we've seen. No, they were two good teams. One team played better, and they ended up getting the sweep and moving on. And then on the National League side, the Braves have been waiting a whole year to get revenge on the Philadelphia Phillies. And they got their chance. They were going to face them with home field advantage. And yet, same result. The Braves did get a game, but the Phillies win in four. And this is another example of 
Do I think there's a big difference between the Braves and Phillies? Not really. I think they're both really talented. They both have really deep lineups, full of stars. Their pitching, I think on both sides, is good enough. And the Phillies just got the best of the Braves again. And if you're in Atlanta, you're having to wait another year to try and get revenge. Now two years in a row. So a, a lot of people have been saying that oh, all these best teams, they're, they're struggling in the playoffs. And yes, they are. The, the top four teams, the Rays and Orioles, had the two best records in the American League. And then the Braves and the Dodgers, two best in the National League. They combined went 1-12 this year. So a lot of people have been saying that shouldn't happen. Because it makes sense, you know, there's going to be a good regular season team that struggles. You know, maybe they get bounced early. But across the board for every good team to, to not only struggle, but to get swept in all but one instance, that's a little different. And so people are now coming out and saying, oh, we got to switch up the playoff format. You know, maybe it's changing from a, a best of five to a best of seven, or maybe it's giving even more home games to the top team. But one, I don't really think either of those solutions would help. And two, I think that's just unfair to the teams that played well. So let's, let's play out both scenarios, or both solutions, for this season. If you want to make them a best of seven and a best of five, well, maybe that changes you know, the mentality of some of these teams. But in the Orioles and the Dodgers case, they got swept. So if that was a seven-game series, they'd be down 3-0. And yes, I know it happened once with the Red Sox in 4 But that's pretty much a guaranteed loss. So I don't think magically making it a seven-game series is going to suddenly make the, the top seed win. And same thing for home field advantage. I don't know if home field advantage is really what it is in other sports. For the Phillies in Philadelphia, that definitely seemed like a home field advantage. But for most teams, it really didn't seem like it mattered. Again, the Rangers, they came into Baltimore. They won the first two. The Diamondbacks, before the first inning ended, they had jumped over the Dodgers on the road and ended up taking both games on the road. So I don't know if rewarding the better teams with more home games, I don't know if that makes a difference. And that's why I don't think it's a real big problem come playoffs. Because baseball, just the way it is, and how the the sport is played, there's going to be a lot more parity and there's going to be a lot more randomness than other sports. This isn't like the NBA, where usually the best team is going to win. Baseball is going to have wildcard teams win. They're going to have the the 88 win team, you know, get hot, play a couple good rounds and win it all. That's going to happen just by the nature of what baseball is. So for that reason, I don't think there's a big issue with the playoff structure. I do think it's worth a conversation, but there will be other years where the top teams play a lot better and move on and then we're not having this conversation. And I do think this is a function of the expanded playoffs because now 
when you have six teams make it in each league, there's going to be a bigger chance for you know a six seed to make a big run, like the Diamondbacks, or a five seed, like the Rangers this year, make a big run. Before, when we even just had one wild card, we had three division winners and one wild card. That usually meant that all eight teams making the playoffs were, were really good teams. And yes, we saw wild card teams do well, but there was a lot bigger emphasis on you know winning your division, top teams getting in. And expanded postseason, probably not the last time we've seen it in baseball. Just like every sport, money matters. Getting more postseason teams, that's always going to be a big influence. So I don't know if we're necessarily done with that. But because of all of that, because of these issues and conversations that come up, while I don't think it's worth a big conversation of changing the playoff structure, I do think it's going to cause real concern in the MLB regular season. Because you can, you can be okay with the randomness of MLB playoffs. And maybe you even enjoy it. Maybe that's why you really like MLB playoffs. But I don't know if you can deny that the consequence of that is a devalued MLB regular season. Because if this starts to become a pattern, and we're still only a couple years in of this expanded postseason, but if this does become a pattern of not only wild cards, but now multiple wild cards getting in, making big runs, toppling these, these 100 win division winners. What does that mean for the 162 game regular season? And that's where I would be concerned if I was a baseball fan or if I was working for the MLB. I think as a whole, the rule changes were successful. MLB had a really successful season. The playoffs have been uh, maybe not super entertaining. Lots of sweeps, some close games, but also some blowouts. But even if the playoffs were great, you don't want it to become a thing where nobody cares about the regular season and they're just waiting for the playoffs. And I think that's where we're headed. The problem with baseball, or the bigger problem with baseball, is that because the regular season is so long, it's only going to become a bigger issue. This is already a thing in the NBA. People have been talking about it for a while now, where the regular season doesn't matter, we're just waiting for the playoffs. And that's true. I think the NBA has a similar issue. This probably too long 82-game season, where some teams really just care about the playoffs. And that's what I see the MLB turning into. Because if you're a team like the Houston Astros, I think some of their players have even admitted they're really just waiting for the playoffs because they know that's when it really matters. And credit to them, they, they perform when it matters. They know what it takes to win in the playoffs. But they have to spend a whole half a year, a whole 162-game season to get to that point. I think on the the National League side, the Phillies might be turning into that team as well where they know what it takes to win in the playoffs. They just have to get there. So that begs the question, 
in a super long season, is there an incentive to win your division? Is there an incentive to win 105 games? Or can you just win 90 games, be content with a wild card, know that you have what it takes to beat the better teams, and then it doesn't matter what happened in the regular season. Because it, it used to matter what you did. It used to matter that, oh, you won 100 games, or you won your division. But if it's a pattern of wildcard teams pretty much having the same success as division winners, how does that change the season? Now, yes, this is a thing in all sports, right? The NFL is now a 17-game season. You can play your whole 17-game season, only comes down to one game. If you don't do well in that game, your season's over. And then same thing in the NBA. You can play a whole 82-game season, comes down to first round, seven-game series. You lose that, it's over. But the MLB, because it's 162 games, that's a way bigger chunk of games compared to you know, the three-game series in the wild card that play your whole 162 games really just counts down to three games. And so that ratio, that three-game playoff compared to 162 games, that's a huge difference from one NFL wildcard game to 17-game season. And so I'm not asking for you know, a drastic change, but I do wonder what it would be like, and this would never happen because of money issues, because of just the history of baseball. But what happens if the season was cut in half? What happens if we only played like 80 or 100 games? Then suddenly there's so much more urgency to win all these games. And it doesn't feel as devalued as it might come with 162 games. So again, I'm not saying that should happen. I'm clearly not saying that's going to happen. But it's a good thought exercise. Because if the MLB playoffs are just about getting in and then knowing what it takes to win those games, how are teams going to treat the regular season? And that's going to be really the the big storyline, at least for me, in the next five years. More teams are making the, the playoffs than ever. So as long as you can get there, you have a good shot of moving on. Again, as long as you have what it takes to win come playoff time. Because playoff baseball, completely different animal. The Astros, I think the Phillies now, they know what it takes. Teams like the Dodgers, the Braves, at least the last couple of years, have struggled. So it's really just turning into a race to the playoffs. Will that be the case moving forward? I don't know. I, baseball could probably use a year with really good division winners winning the division, winning 100 games, doing well in the playoffs, and incentivizing teams too. And obviously teams are never going to be like, oh no, we don't need the division. We're okay in the wild card. But if this pattern continues, we might see that. Because home field advantage doesn't seem to be as important as it was. So yeah, why, why do you need that? Why do you need to push as hard as you can to win as many games if you can just get in and still have the same chance. 
like I said, we're only a couple years into this. I'm not saying this is really concerning. I'm just throwing it out there as something to watch the next couple of years. But in the meantime, we can enjoy what I hope to be a really good championship series on both sides. I'm still going to Astros. They were my pick in the American League from the beginning, so I feel I have to stick with them. Although if Scherzer comes back for the Rangers, now they can throw Montgomery, Eovaldi, Scherzer if he can get in. Rangers are good, and they're going to give the Astros a big shot, but I got to go Astros. And then as much as I want to hop on the the Diamondbacks bandwagon, I got to go with the Phillies. I think with you know how their trio of Bryce Harper, Castellanos, a couple really big multi-home run games, and then Trey Turner, throw in Kyle Schwarber, throw in a couple other guys. They're too deep, and I think too talented. So I see a, an Astros-Phillies World Series. That's my prediction. And then, of course, as a Mariners fan, I have to root for the Phillies. So I'm going Astros-Phillies with the Phillies coming up on top in a rematch of last year. But as a baseball fan, I hope we get really entertaining series and really show how popular baseball can be as we wonder what it will look like in the years coming ahead. All right, we are taping this part of the podcast Sunday afternoon. Just got done watching game three of the WNBA finals. My girlfriend, Marlisha, is with us. <laughs> At least in person you are. I don't know mentally how you're doing. Um, not so good. Not so good. Yeah, it's become pretty clear you are an Aces fan, at least mm. for this final stretch. Um, but lots to cover in really the whole series, but really what happened today in game three. The big news, of course, was Chelsea Gray going down. And as of right now, we don't have any more information. The only thing we know is she was seen on crutches. Oh, Can't wow. put weight on, the, um, on her leg. Going in for x-rays. Someone said it was a foot, something with her foot. Crazy. So, I mean, anything from, you know, tearing or breaking something in her foot to her Achilles to the is... best case scenario is a sprained ankle. So, I guess let's assume she's not going to play the rest of the series. That, yeah. And what, it, what, what does that mean for the Aces moving forward? Yeah, they don't have a bench. They have Alicia Clark, who's their, the sixth man of the year. She's awesome. She's great. But outside of her, they don't have anybody else. So I think that's going to be hard. And the Aces are such a, like, their their team, they really love one another. Like, I I watch them on TikTok, TikTok, and they're always doing dances with one another, or always laughing. You can tell they have such a good, like, camaraderie. So I think that really does at least like mentally impact all of the players. And so that definitely affects just like your team dynamic and things like that. So not only that, but she is a solid point guard. She may not put up like 15 points per game, but she'll, she's, her teammates really trust her with the ball. She makes great decisions with the ball. Um, so I think to have her out is really going to impact the way that the aces flow and potentially like if they could win the series. Yeah. She's not quite to the level she was last year when she won finals MVP. Like that was sort of my first introduction to Chelsea uh, Gray. Okay. And I thought I just had found the best player that had right. ever played. Right. Um, so she's not quite to that level, but I agree with what you said. She is, she's layered leader. Yeah. Like Asia Wilson's the best player. Yeah. Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young, obviously yeah. very important, but she's their leader. Yeah. Um, the, the heartbeat, you might say. So losing that would be tough. And you mm-hmm. could see it, you know, the announcers pointed it out, like 
once the game was pretty much decided, yeah. they were like, you can see the defeat in the players, yeah. not because they lost. Like if Chelsea Gray was healthy, they'd be like, all right, mm-hmm. like, like we're going to be ready next game. Mm-hmm. Now it's defeat of like, oh my goodness, there's our leader like hopping off yeah. into the locker room. No, so that's got to be a tough sight. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, basketball wise, the good thing about the aces is that like, because there's so many good players, there's always someone who can step up if other people just aren't having a good game. And I think just like you mentioned last year, Chelsea Gray was that person, right? K- KP wasn't having a good series last year. Did, hold on, Pop. did you say KP? I called her KP, okay? So you, wait, you, so you, <laughs> you have not been a Kelsey Plum fan. <laughs> no, let me, let me explain. Okay. <laughs> as a person, I don't know if I can rock with her. Okay. Okay. But as a player, I've always admired the way she plays. She's super savvy and crafty. And I love that about any player like Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. He's my favorite um, NBA player for that reason. So she has some of the same like characteristics when she's when she plays. But hey, look, I'm not going to go fangirl over you because I just I am not. uh, But she's dope. Don't get me wrong. On basketball court, she she can do it. Yeah. And she was and she was certainly uh, important today. No, she was really important. She was like our offense. Asia Wilson wasn't able to score as much. Chelsea Gray had a little bit. They switched. Um, Jackie Young had a different defender on her. Yes. That had a huge impact on how she was able to finish. Because wasn't wasn't Sabrina usually on Jackie Young? Yeah. And Poor she's been uh, outed Sabrina. as a defender. Yeah. yeah. Again, come playoff time, like it's really different than regular season. Like, you can get away with if you're, you know, maybe a subpar defender. Sure. Once the playoffs sure. come, it's like, you're going to target those that, that aren't. And they targeted that matchup. But like you said, they put Laney on, mm-hmm. uh, on Jackie Young, mm-hmm. which helped put Sabrina on Kia Stokes, at least when she was in the game. Wow. Which, you know, <laughs> hey, if there's going to be a player that's sure, not sure. going to be an offensive player, you might yeah. as well do that. Yeah. But uh, I guess outside of Chelsea Ray, and, yeah. you know, we don't know, but we can assume that she won't play Mm -hmm. you know at least this this next game what else did you see from the aces point of view because right kelsey Plum gets 29 and that to me was still kind of a quiet 29 like she played well in the first half Mm -hmm. i think the whole aces team was struggling in the second half she kind of got going right at the end but like asia wilson she shot four of 16 she didn't really have a dominant game jackie young was kind of put in check yeah that's going to be your three now. That's what I'm saying. So now you don't have four. Now you have three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I think, I think a big difference is I don't know if the Liberty, they were doubling Asia in the last two games. And I think they started to do that. Or at least, yeah, doubling or trying to take advantage when they knew she would pick up the ball. Just trying to be an extra body for her. So it didn't really give her that much wiggle, wiggle room to kind of maneuver like she does on the court. One thing about Asia, though, is she's going to get to the free throw line. Like she's such a good player about like drawing fouls that she will get to the free throw line. And that's where many of her points came from this, um, this game. But I think it was definitely hard for her to, to finish under the rim. I mean, even getting like rebounds, second, second chance shots, she wasn't finishing well. And so I think that that's definitely hard. And so you have Alicia Clark, she'll come in and she'll, like I said, she consistently does her job and you need players like that. You need players who, you know, you can trust to come in, hit your, hit your shots, play your good defense um and give your starters a break and i think she does that really really well but again it's not in the playoffs with how the especially with how the liberally played today like you need more than that 
And I don't, the aces, they don't, they don't have that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Asia went 16 and 11, which for considering what probably in a really off night for her, mm-hmm. scoring 16, 11 boards, like that's a great game for most players. Sure. And for her, it's an off night. So, sure. but she's going to have to bring it. And then, like you said, Leisha Clark, great at her role. But when you lose somebody, you yeah. got to bump, like everybody's got to bump up one. Right. So now she can't just be like, oh, she's, yeah. you know, the rich get richer, why not mm-hmm. throw her in? Mm-hmm. Now she's obviously probably going to start. Now she's, oh, now we're going to need something from her. So that will be interesting. And then Jackie Young's going to have to have a way better game. She only had eight points. And I, this, I don't want to say, sound <laughs> negative against any of them. They're all really good. And the yeah. aces are really good for a reason. And, you know, I was telling you while we're watching it, I expected the Aces to win game four. Once it kind of seemed like, okay, the Liberty, maybe this is their big push. It's like the Aces, they're just yeah. too talented. They've done this before. Right. They're going to bounce back in game four. Yeah. Now without Chelsea Gray, now I think it's more of a, a series. <sighs> Makes, so me you're gonna, Makes me sad. Makes me sad. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And you, I mean, you, like, I feel really bad for Chelsea Gray. Yeah. Again, let's assume she's not going to play the rest of the series. But as a just impartial WNBA NBA fan, the series is now more interesting. Because right going into today, mm-hmm. I, like I know you're rooting for the Aces, but going into today, you're like, okay, the Aces, they're probably going to win. You know, maybe the Liberty will squeak out one. Maybe they'll get both at home. Aces probably still going to win um, in game five. Now it's more like, okay, these two teams are probably more evenly matched. You don't think so? Uh... Because I'm thinking like sure. Brianna Stewart, Asia Wilson. Again, we've talked about this before. Yeah, kind of wash yeah. out. Uh, they're completely different players. But if you want to do like Jonquil Jones, Kelsey Plum. Okay. Like Jonquil Jones. We'll talk about the Liberty in a second. She was great. Yeah. Sabrina and Jackie Young. Okay. Again, you know, you can get the, the edge to Jackie Young maybe. Yeah. But then, you know, Vandersloot, Alicia Clark. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a wash. So now suddenly it's more even, which the Aces, because they've been so good, because they had like a star-studded starting five. Yeah. Now if you lose two of those, Candace Parker and now Chelsea Gray. Yeah. Now they're a good team, but now they're just a good team. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing though is that like not everybody had on the Aces, like when they're playing, not everybody has their star game. But, was, but what was so good about the Aces is like, and we've said this before, of the, like the four stars, even if two of them are off, if two of them are on, they're probably still going to win. Yeah. And I think because of the specific type of player that they are, though, yeah. if you took two, if you did the same thing with Liberty, though, know, it wouldn't be the... Right. Like, Which yeah. is why I think the Aces are yeah. still way much, so yeah. much better than the They're really Liberty. good at creating their own shots um, and finishing. <laughs> so I think that's, yeah, that's what makes them special. Um but yeah, I mean, you take out Chelsea Gray, um, you lose kind of, again, I think she's such, just like you were saying, she's such a heartbeat of the team, such a role player, no, sorry, not role player, such a heartbeat of the team. And um, I think it, it's going to be a huge adjustment for them because of how she can get the ball to her, her, her uh, teammates. And so I think they'll probably put Jackie at the, at the one and um, that could take away potentially from her game um, because she's not necessarily going to look to assist she's looking to score that's what she can do so yeah i just think and then yeah i think liberty came in with a good um game plan they adjusted pretty well good for them i don't know i i, I don't know i don't know if the aces will get series. it without yeah without chelsea 
uh, we can talk about game four in a second, but I, I always hate when a team wins. I hate not starting with them. So we've gone, you know, 10 minutes and haven't talked about the Liberty who biased aside. I mean, they, they played well, even if you don't like them and you don't like a certain somebody that left Seattle to go to them. <laughs> but you have to admit they played well. Like you said, they had a good game plan yeah. and they, you could tell the effort was there. Now, a lot of that is there at home. Sure. But, you know, they say, you know, a series isn't over until somebody loses at home. That's true. And yeah. again, Chelsea Gray throws a wrinkle in this, but there's also a chance like this was just going to be a home and home, yeah. you know, match mm-hmm. and a good series. And it looks like it might. Yeah. I mean, I do like the Liberty. Um, you just don't like a certain somebody who left to go to the Liberty. <laughs> yeah. I'm very upset right now. Okay. So, she, um, no, but I do like the Liberty. They did play really well. I think they hit a lot of three point shots. They hit a lot of threes. And I think, aren't they the uh, number one team in the yeah. league to do I that? Mean, that's yeah. Their and plan. so, um, they were able to accomplish that. And, um, I think that definitely what is what like kept them going. Um, but then also when you have, like, like I said, with the aces, and they're not able to score as much. And I think that, you know, but they were only down like max, what, 12, like the whole entire game. And yeah, the, right up until the end. Yeah. yeah. The deficit got uh, smaller. But I did like, like I said, I like the adjustments that they had. They had, um, yeah, John Kill Jones was shooting way more comfortably outside, you know, and then Stewart was finishing well. Mm-hmm. She had in the last two games. Um, and I, defensively, there was a, a way bigger energy defensively mm-hmm. it, it like it felt like no one could do anything mm-hmm. like and i said like i said they made a good adjustment with um taking sabrina off of jackie young and so jackie young wasn't able to do much with laney guarding her yeah with laney guarding her um so like i said they they came in they did what they were supposed to do to stay alive in 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 the series and so good for them I think I was looking to see more from Sabrina. Maybe, maybe I'm just like, you know, she's only three years in the league. This is her first finals. Um, yeah, I guess I was just expecting more from her. Um, but yeah, maybe that's just not, that's just not where her, her game is at or it will develop later. I don't know. Again, her, her three point shot wasn't, it hasn't been consistent yet. Like I said, I, I don't think she put up many points this game. It really was Stewart and, um, Jonathan Jones. Um, yeah, who really kind of took it off and they had solid defense. Yeah. I do think that that's the recipe for them, at least these next two games, if they can get to two games. And that's what I didn't see the first two games. And not that the Aces like completely demolished them. Like they hung around at mm-hmm. least that first game. But then the Aces kind of took over and you're like, how is this Liberty? Like, yeah. we thought this was two super teams going at it. Why, where? Right. Yeah. But now we're starting to get the. Like the idea of like, oh yeah, this is why you're really good too. Mm-hmm. If like, if Stewart and John Quill Jones are hitting mm-hmm. and like on, mm-hmm. and then Sabrina can just kind of facilitate, be the shooter, which I agree, like I'd like to see more from yeah. her, but yeah. maybe that will come, like you said. And then Vandersloot can just kind of facilitate, right? I think after game one last week, mm-hmm. I was saying like, they need more from their backcourt, like Sabrina and, and Vandersloot. Yeah. But... Maybe the solution is just get really good games out of your your bigs. Sure. And then they can just kind of be complimentary pieces yeah. and then bring defense, which they didn't have the first two games. Yeah. So the pieces are there. 
And again, I'm I'm rooting for just a really good series. So <laughs> I, I now see a big potential game five, which before the series started and before you turned to a really big Aces fan, <laughs> we were both rooting for a game five. Remember, that's what were we were saying. We were saying we want a game my five. My memory, I don't really know. It's not quite fair I can, right You now. want me to replay <laughs> what you said? <laughs> but it does look like we're, we're headed that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we I think we are. And I'm not like a huge Aces fan, but like I think what I was really excited for for this game was that I don't think in WNBA history, again I could be wrong, but there at least from my knowledge there has not been a team that has won three straight games in the finals. And so I was excited to I guess to see that experience that because I thought the Aces were just and they are just so good, like the top team in our league. Um so I was just ready for that ready to see that and it's like whoa like that didn't happen to be able to experience somebody making that history would be pretty cool so i think that's what i'm really like more sad about and also just anybody getting hurt and such a huge impact on the team i think that sucks and so um i think if the aces are going to do anything i think they're going to deserve a lot of props for the adjustments that they're going to make um without chelsea grave she's not coming back so yeah yeah, and I I mean, maybe she'll make a miraculous recovery or something happens and yeah. this whole podcast will be just kind of null. But I agree. <laughs> if it's now different because I think if the Aces won if if it was a five game series and Liberty made it tough, then yeah, we're like, okay, Aces like deserve it, all that. Mm-hmm. And not to say if they blew them out, they didn't deserve it. But then you're like, okay, this team's really good. Like give them all the credit. Right. This isn't good for the WNBA. But now, right, like you said, without Chelsea Gray. Mm-hmm making the adjustment mm-hmm. is going to be big. And if they can do it, then big props to them. Yeah. I do want to bring it back. I, I kept mentioning 2018 and 2020, which of course are Seattle storm with uh, Brianna Stewart last two championships, 2020, we beat the aces three to nothing. And 2018, we beat the mystics three to nothing. So it has happened. Oh, it has. Okay. And it's happened in 2014, 2013, 2011, 2010. Oh, also storm in 2010, 2008. So, Okay, well, I guess you can scratch what I just said. No, it's okay. I'm going to keep it in. Uh, but I, the only reason I was kind of rooting for the Aces and, to begin with is as much as I might not like it in the moment, I think it is interesting just historically to feel like you're watching like one of the greatest teams. Yeah. So that's why like when the Warriors were a thing with Durant, like I wasn't superly actively rooting for them. But there was a part of me, I was like, yeah, I think I'm rooting for them to win championships because I feel like like, if they win a few championships and roll through, like, we're watching history. Right. And I think if the Aces had swept through, if they had won today, if Chelsea Gray stayed healthy, then we'd be like, yeah, this Aces team, this run they're on, mm-hmm. one of the greatest we've ever seen. Yeah. So, like, in that sense, I was rooting for them. And it would have been historic. Yeah, I think that's what I was mentioning was that, yeah, just for them to be such a solid or super team, like people are mentioning for the WNBA. Um, exactly. It would be really cool to see them in the moment do that. And I don't know. What do you think? What do you think it's going to take for the aces to wrap it up? I think similar to what I said for the Liberty where like after game one, I was like, I think it starts with Stewart. I think it's for any team. It has to start with your best player. And Asia played, again, she put up 16 and 11. Yeah. But like she needs to like have it on her mind. Like, I'm getting the ball and nobody's stopping me. Right. And if it's going to take 20 free throws, fine. If that means they're going to let me, you know, 
get where I want to get. That's fine. But like, she needs to have a really good game. Because I think if she doesn't now, then they're in trouble. Because before, if she doesn't have it, you know, maybe Chelsea Gray is like, hey, this is the game they need me. Maybe Kelsey Plum, Plum goes mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. But now it's, yeah, now it needs to start with her. And then Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young have to do enough to compliment her. Right. Because now you need that trio to step up. Well, do you think that they can outdo the adjustments that Liberty has made? I think so. And I think, you know, as most series go, like it's back and forth mm-hmm. in the coaching staff, which mm-hmm. is obviously fun for coaches too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, now they know that, that they're putting Laney on, on Jackie Young. Right. And obviously now if Chelsea Gray is not in the starting lineup, Leisha Clark's there, like they can continue to do that. Mm-hmm. So maybe that means, you know, getting different looks, getting her off of Jackie Young. Mm-hmm. Maybe that means Kelsey Plum is just going to have a really good series. But there will definitely be adjustments on the Aces side. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's, well, it's obviously not over for the Aces. They're up two to one. They're still a really good team, but it will be fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, set Jackie Young some more screens. She does good coming off of those screens and, and maneuvering. Um, and then you got Asia Wilson on, um, whoever, uh, whoever is guarding Jackie Young. And so let her do a little bit of work before they, before they do a blitz. But, um. Yeah, Jackie Young will definitely have the ball in her hands more. Yeah. I mean, so will Kelsey Plum. But yeah. I think Plum had it a lot this game because mm-hmm. she was the one hitting. Mm-hmm. But now without Chelsea Gray, you know, whether they put Jackie Young at point guard or just have her handle the ball a lot more, like that will help her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last thing before we wrap up. Um, game four is Wednesday. Uh, game five, if necessary, is Friday night. We, we both mentioned it. We both talked about it. Game one for the WNBA finals was uh, at least on the, on the West coast at noon on Sunday, which unless you live under a rock NFL plays on Sunday, uh, game three, which again, I thought was going to be the, the potential series clincher, um, was also at noon on a Sunday games, four and five, thankfully are on a Wednesday and a Friday. So now again, if the Liberty can win game four, then Friday night, the WNBA should have a bigger, just a bigger chance for like viewership. Because if you're trying to grow the game, you're not going to get many people watching at noon on Sunday Mm -hmm. because you're going to get, obviously the, the hardcore fans, they're going to watch no matter what. But if you're looking to get any sort of just regular sports fan who doesn't watch, they're not going to pick that over an NFL game. Right. So why put, like literally <laughs> your culminating moment of the season. Right. Sunday afternoon. Like if you want to put Sunday, like put it at four, like put it evening. Yes, Sunday night football, but like then there's just one game you compete against. Why put it right in the middle of Sunday? Yeah. And I know you don't have an answer, but we were yeah. both ranting about that earlier. Yeah, I don't know. And it's, yeah, like I said, like the, for the D- WNBA, right? Like, and we know it's not at the same level of where the NBA is, right? Depend, you know, from where it, um, first became a thing, but this is such a huge moment. Like two solid teams. Everybody was talking about how they wanted to see the Aces and Liberty. Mm-hmm. Like people wanted this moment, and so yeah, I, I just think it's interesting. And hopefully, as the WNBA continues to grow and expand, this stuff won't happen. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, it's just definitely weird. Yeah, and it's. I mean, you mentioned the NBA. Like, 
like people wouldn't watch the NBA finals if they were on a Sunday. So why go like nobody's going to win on Sunday. So why pick Sunday? Because and I've seen <laughs> I've seen and heard people who like don't follow the WNBA, but like again kind of know like Ace's Liberty, like that's kind of broken through to people who haven't, you know, followed the mm-hmm. season. And I've seen people be like, "Oh, like like I actually kind of like I actually might have watched that if I it wasn't just in during the day, like right in sure. the middle of football when nobody knows what's going on." Yeah. So again, from a just WNBA fan, no, not rooting for somebody in particular. I'm definitely rooting for the Liberty game four because I want to see what would happen in a game five on a Friday night to see if, I don't know, that would grow some fans. And then imagine if the game's good. Like that can only be positive. Yeah. The aces can win. That's fine. But I want a game five. I think I don't disagree with you, but I think after seeing, yeah, like I think I'm committed to wanting to see the aces win. Like I'm committed to wanting to see it. So I think I, and, and especially with them that having their um, Chelsea Gray, yeah. like I want to see how they make this adjustment. And I think even that speed, like if they are to win without her, like, I think that's, that's a huge one for them. So that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I, I guess for me, I would be more happy. I guess that seems like a weird way to put it. If the aces won game four, just because of the adjustments they'll have to make. And not to say that they're now suddenly this, this underdog team, like, how are they going to do it? They're mm-hmm. still really good, but, mm-hmm. you know, just throws an extra wrinkle at them. But we will certainly be watching games four and potentially game five. And then you will come on either super sad that the Aces lost or happy and we can, and then we can recap the whole WNBA season. Look forward to an expansion team coming. Yeah, that's Potentially exciting. two. I still think there has to be two. Leave it alone. You can't have an uneven <laughs> amount. So we've heard San Francisco's coming. I would assume there's another team coming. So bigger things ahead in the WNBA. And I'm sure you'll come on. NBA season starts, so you'll come on too. Watch some NBA. You'll have to re-remember everything that you saw last year. But um, Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. So I would just like to say that, um, full disclosure, I did not know that he was doing a podcast last week without me about the WNBA. Um, or else I would have been on. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Well, with that, <laughs> I will make sure to bring you on next time. <laughs> yeah. Why wasn't WNBA. I on, Will? You were unavailable. I think everybody I, wants to know. I, I contacted your people. I had my people contact your people. Oh, okay. You weren't available. Okay. Got and, it. And, uh, you know, podcast got to move forward. Oh. Made sure to bring you on. Okay. So I will make sure to bring you on next Sunday. You heard it here, folks. We will make sure to bring you, you on next Sunday. Here. And we will uh, talk more WNBA. All right. Thanks for coming on. Bye. That will do it for today's episode. Thanks to Marlisha for coming on. We will be back next week covering week six in the NFL, getting to some NBA. NBA is coming up right around the corner. And then some college football WNBA finals game four is on Wednesday. So lots to cover. So make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and we will see you on Wednesday.